IMDb Journey podcast, where not only do we break down one movie a fortnight from the IMDb top 250 list, but we also do various other things such as playing fun little trivia games with people and also talking about everything else we've been watching. I'm joined today by my usual co-host, Hendo. How are you going, my friend? I'm doing very well this week. Nothing too out of the norm. It hasn't been a fantastic week. It hasn't been a terrible week, so we'll call it a win. A win. Okay. Oh, I must uh, talk about my adventures after last time when I mentioned how my battery died. And oh, please. My We're car all adventures. waiting on the edge of our seats for your update on your broken car. I know. You can sit back. It's all right. Get away from me. So, all good. We got the battery fixed in the car. It's fantastic. Driving along. All good. And... The other day, we went to get in the car to go somewhere, and it was dead again. <laughs> and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, was it the heat? Because the other day, it was, again, a scorcher the other day. So, I thought maybe the car's overheated. I have no idea. We left it. No, battery didn't... didn't uh, Turn over. Didn't turn over. So, we get the RACV guy out, and he's like, oh, yeah, now your alternator's dead. Like, lovely. Going to set us back, apparently, 600 bucks. Ouch. It's like, no, you're full of shit. So, we got a hold of our, our good friend, Jared. Who's uh, very into his cars? Classic and Jared, and he got it all sorted out for a third of the price. Nice, <laughs> yeah. So good shit. That was, yeah, that was good. So thanks a lot, Big Jazz. Happy endings all round. Yeah, it was. So Dean, how about yourself? Anything exciting like that? No, nothing exciting. Just same old, same old. Work, work, work. Definitely around this time of the year. I mean, Christmas retail. Yeah, it's it's big. It gets full on. Yeah, my movie watching hasn't been the best over oh, the last. Me neither. So in the last. Last two weeks, I had watched one movie up till about two days ago, and then I had a day off and smashed out four in a row, so <laughs> I had something to talk about <laughs> for later on in the episode. Well, we'll get to that later on, won't we? Yes, we will. What else will we be doing today, Hendo? Well, after our Pod V Pod 11, Dean, we're going to be looking at the answers that you, the listeners, have given us to our question of the week, which is... What is your favourite Golden Globe winner for the musical or comedy category? Which, as always, is our top five as well. We'll also be looking at the results of the Final Four in our best 1940s film tournament. And there is a decision that was made there, which basically affects our bracket that we did. Yeah. There was only one uh, change that we had between us in, yep. our, in our brackets. and One of us got it right and one of us did not. Clearly. So we'll find out who that was later on. And then after that, we will be talking about what else we've been watching. Indeed. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break here, give you a couple of promos from some fantastic podcasts out there, and we'll be back on the other side with Pod V Pod 11. Welcome to Super Movie Brothers. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Dave. I'm your other host, Super Movie Brother Jay. We're a show that talks about movies, talks about beers. I'm the guy that likes big Hollywood blockbusters, big explosions, big dicks, big tits, just being thrown out there in your face. I love your comic book movies. I love your sci-fi movies. This is my co-host, Jay. He's your more indie art house, motherfucker. I'm the guy who likes small dicks, small tits, small independent films that you guys all have never heard of. But we come together to talk about movies and deliver you news on movies. We talk about trailers on movies. We give movie reviews. We're here to bring it all to you with big, hard fucking cocks. And small cocks, too. There's, there's small cocks need love too but you can find us on iTunes at Super Movie Brothers Podcast find us on Twitter at Super Movie Pod check us out cheers cheers from the galactic depths of the comic book universe comes the ghosts of the stratosphere ready to galvanize and energize your mind with the latest of comic book news and reviews and why, why are you stopping me yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yes, that's much better. Hi, this is Andy Larson for Ghosts of the Stratosphere. Join me every week along with my co-hosts Rob Stewart and Chad Smith as well as a cavalcade of fantastic comic book guests as we dish out heaping helpings of the greatest and latest of comic book news and reviews. New shows posted every Tuesday with bonus shows every first Friday of the month. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher under Ghosts of the Stratosphere as well as on our website www.gotstratosphere.com Hope to see you soon, folks. Alright, it's time to get into Pod V Pod 11, where we have some of your favourite podcasters on for a movie battle and a variety of different games. And this week, we're back over in America this week, Dean. We've got Stu and Andy from the Ghost of the Stratosphere podcast. Guys, welcome to the show. Hello. Hey, hey, how are you guys doing today? Very well on this brisk Sunday morning. How about you guys? Oh, <laughs> it is a Saturday night where we are. It is also brisk. It's it's rainy and terrible. That's why we've got uh, we're putting on our liquid coat this evening. I'm starting of the first couple beers before podcasting. It's always good to podcast on a beer or two. I found at least let loose, and you might get some uh, some loosey goosey answers coming up. <laughs> Something like that. All right. Well, before we get into it, why don't you guys tell us about your show? Uh, yeah, we are the Ghost of the Stratosphere. We are a comic book podcast. We cover uh, recent events in comic books. We cover old comic books where we just talk about them and tell the tell the, the audience why they should or should not read them. And a lot of times there are various opinions on whether you should or should not read a book between the three of us. That's very true. <laughs> There's a lot of fighting. Yes, yes. But uh, really, uh, yeah, our, our whole uh, job or our, our, um, our, our quest here is to really um, kind of bring people into the tent. That uh, There's a lot of really great comic books out there for people to read, um, and comic culture is everywhere nowadays, especially with the movies, uh, so many movies out there around comic books, and they're very, very popular throughout the world. Um, so it's a great opportunity for people that maybe have seen some of these comic book-related movies or something to try to dip their toe a little bit maybe into the comic book ring or come back into comics if you used to be a comic book fan. Or Were either of you guys comic book fans growing up? Yeah, growing up, I was really into the Fantastic Four comics. Ah, nice, 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 nice. Yeah, you're going to win points with Andy for that. <laughs> World's greatest comic magazine. Yeah, nah, Fantastic Four was great. Uh, recently, I've been getting into uh, a lot of Batman graphic novels and whatnot, so nah, I've had a lot yeah. of fun getting into all that stuff. Absolutely. There's a really great one out now that you could, that I would highly recommend picking up. It's called Batman White Knight. It's kind of an Elseworld story, so you don't need to know a lot about Batman in, in uh, what's going on really in the main books or anything like that. But it's really this weird world where Joker ends up being the protagonist. Like he tries to, it's more like Batman's more militaristic or, or and so like he doesn't like that. So he leads like almost like a, a Robin Hood-esque uh, <laughs> uh, campaign against Batman. And uh, him and Harley work together, and it's a really, really fascinating story. Kind of gets you a, good, a different uh, take on the Joker. So um, it's out there now. You can pick it up. It's probably this guy yeah. named Sean Murphy. So. Yeah, nice. I'll have, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it'd be interesting seeing it from you know their perspective as opposed to the, the good guys that we always yeah. get. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Okay, guys, why don't we get into it here? Let's start off with our first game, which is our standard movie quiz. Pop quiz, asshole. And what we've got here is both teams have five questions to ask the other podcast. And the team is the winner with the most points. 
Standard movie clips. <laughs> we, we didn't reinvent the wheel I for this one. I thought you were going to come up with something interesting. <laughs> so we're going to the most points then. Yeah, the most. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Contrary to what other podcasts think. Throw my strategy into arrears. I don't I know. It's not bizarro world. It's the least amount of points. And you're a crown. Anyways, go ahead. Okay, <laughs> we'll ask the first question here. Who wants to answer the first question how to use? Uh... Andy will go first. Oh, yes. Let's 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 have at it. And I've listened to enough of your show to know that we will instantly regret this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Andy, let's go. First question is comedy. In 1996's The Nutty Professor, what is the false identity that Professor Sherman assumes when he is his, his thinner self? First and last name, please. Oh, <laughs> man. Um, <laughs> Lots of luck. I know, right? <laughs> Uh, I think his name's Norbit, isn't it, in the movie? I have no idea. <laughs> that's a different movie. Oh, that's entirely. a different, different movie. That is a different movie. Entirely different movie. Well, see, then we're off to a great start. <laughs> we are we are flying high right now. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to the, believe it or not. I've actually never seen that movie. The only movie I've ever seen with the Nutty Professor is the original um, Jerry Lewis movie. My dad used to love that one. Also, like I, I would watch it a couple times when I was when I was a kid. I can't even remember his name. Oh, with all the chest hair. Oh, what was his name? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I give up. What was his name? Uh, the answer is Buddy Love. Buddy Love. That's right. <laughs> now that you brought it up, I do. It's I do new by that. me. <laughs> I do remember that. All right. Uh, I'll answer the first question. All right. all right. So question number one. Which so now I will say that all of our uh, our, our questions today are comic book movie related because we are a comic book podcast. I'm glad you so said man, com- I'm glad you said comic book movie related because yeah, I, I, I'm not. In I'm Batman not the what not. <laughs> so first off, which Marvel Comics superhero movie produced in 1994 by B movie legend Roger Corman? was infamously made without any intention of being released in theaters or on home video just to meet contractual demands. It's very famous. I, I think they actually did a... Uh, is it, give it, it to them? Is it the... Um, it's a... I, I don't know if, I, if there's an exact title for it, but it's a Fantastic Four. Yes, yes. it is a Fantastic Four. Excellent. I didn't know it until you mentioned the... Uh contractually obligated i was like well it's got to be fantastic for them (laughs) (laughs) they did an episode of um uh, arrested development on that i think uh yeah towards the the fourth season i think Uh, don't don't talk to dean about arrested development he can't stand i know i know i don't want to get into it it makes me sad Uh, tell me about it (laughs) i tried all right i tried (laughs) all right Stu, you're up uh all right in the category of horror thriller who stars as abby a child vampire in matt reeves 2010 horror remake Let Me In uh, Chloe Grace Moretz Well Very done good. Correct. Yes. Wow, high fives yes. On the board Alright Dean Here we go Alright so for you guys I also have a uh, comic book movie Slash horror question for you mm. In which movie And from which famous horror movie Franchise did Ant-Man Star Paul Rudd appear in the 1990s Ooh, I think I know it. Really? I think I do. Uh, horror franchise, okay. And which movie in the franchise, but yes. Oh, no, I'm wrong. Oh, I was thinking of a separate standalone movie. I'm out. <laughs> not that I was in, it's not my <laughs> question. Okay, in the 90s. Do we got that Jeopardy music or something? <laughs> oh, they'll have music. Oh, we'll have, have it. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll be crankier right now to uh, clear up all these silences. I know, right? It's, it's like all around me. It's in surround sound. I'm going deaf by it. Oh, I'm, 
I got nothing. I was thinking Final uh, Destination, but that's two thousands, isn't it? Who are you asking? You. Happy <laughs> <laughs> <the> endo. <laughs> Um, Just asking into the void. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, if you don't know the franchise, I doubt you'd know the movie. Well, I think maybe if I get the franchise, I can maybe narrow it down. All right, that's fair. That's fair. I, I, Having said that, I'm not going to get the franchise, no. so I'm not sure how fair it is. <laughs> um, no, nah, I got to pass. I got no idea. All right, it's Halloween Six: The Curse of Michael Myers. Oh, okay. Yep. Never going to get that. <laughs> okay, Andy, you're up. Yeah. And we have a category of Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt and Marion Cotillard are World War II operatives in which 2016 film? Um, oh. Oh. Uh, I just saw... I just I just saw this among the movies that I was pulling off of my shelf um, the other day to see if I wanted to watch any of them. Ah. <laughs> uh, so you have it. I want to say it's like <laughs> allied or something. Oh, you got it. Seriously. Oh, oh wow. Nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. nice. Yeah, that's the one where she's the, uh, they don't know whether she's the double agent or not. Like, that's the whole shtick. I've only seen, I've actually only watched that movie halfway through and I fell asleep. Uh, yeah, it didn't do too well. I watch it again. <laughs> extra, extra impressive that you got it. And I was like, no, nah, I don't need any NyQuil today. So I'm not going to pick this up. <laughs> All right. Let's see if I can even the scores here. All right. So here we go. Uh, this one should be fairly straightforward. According to the IMDb website, what was the first superhero-related film to win an Academy Award? Not the first one nominated, but the first one to win an Academy Award. Hmm. Uh, I certainly would not have known this one. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> yeah, I will say this. You might kick yourself after you hear the answer. I usually do. <laughs> Um, I'll probably think I'll probably have to think in the terms of like technicals like that's I can't think of any big like the only one I can think of is uh, Heath Ledger winning for The Dark Knight but uh, uh, is there anything before that I cannot think the question was just which one won an Academy Award wasn't it Not yes. those, okay. what was the first superhero related film to win an Academy Award uh, I, I can't think of anything else. Uh, uh, the Dark Knight. Oh, no. It was the original Superman in 1978. Uh, okay. Or, or, as you were, you were on the right track because it was, they won the award for visual effects that ah, year. Okay. But, Fair enough. Again, so you were taught, you were on the right track with that whole, it's got to be one of those technical awards. Just, um, just a couple of yeah. decades out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will say it was nominated for a couple other ones. And the one that I, I initially thought they might've won for was the score done by John Williams, because it was nominated that year for the score. That's, yeah. When, that, when you said Superman, famous. I thought, I thought that's what you're going with. Is if if I, if that had been me asked, asked that, I probably would have gone 89 Batman for the score. Yeah. Yeah, it was. That was actually that was a winner as well. That I, I don't know. Exactly. Oh, nice. I think it might have been one of the other technical awards, but it was also up for um, its score in, in 1989. I think that was when Batman came out. So. Yes, correct. Nice. Go on. Okay, Stu, you're, you're up. I am up. All right, in the category of directors. Oof. <laughs> 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 no. Who directed 1999's Three Kings? I. Have no idea. I know um, who's in it. Yeah, is that is that with George Clooney? Yeah, yes, it's that yes. one. Okay, yeah, I know. I have no idea. Um, I'm just gonna name a director and say, 
the Cohen brothers? I have no idea. <laughs> nah, it's actually David O. Russell. Oh, yes, I've clearly heard of him. <laughs> nah, he, he recently did the Silver Linings Playbook. He did The Fighter. Oh, and the okay. Fighter, yeah. well, I know that. Yeah. Uh, was wow. it? Ameri- American Hustle he did as well. Oh, yeah. oh okay. Yeah, yeah, American Hustle. But if you asked me who directed those movies, I would have said, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. I, 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 I really liked uh, American Hustle, but I, I could not name director of American Hustle if you No, you not even close. Go ahead. All right. All right. You guys are still in the lead here, two to one. Dean, let's try and narrow this gap. All right, I've got to get this one. All right, Dean, here you go. Scott Pilgrim versus the World has oh, no. many stars in it. <laughs> Please Damn it, ask this is my question. <laughs> That's not promising. Scott Pilgrim versus the World has many stars who have had roles in other comic movie adaptations. Yep. Name four actors from that film that also star as the title characters in other such comic movie adaptations. So you're naming actors who have starred as the title character in other comic films who were in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. You did not want to make this easy on If you had said, name four <laughs> actors in that movie, I would struggle. <laughs> Let alone actors who had uh, led other movies. Uh, yeah. I thought at least three of these were gimmies. Oh, I've got, oh, two, I've got, yeah, I've got three in my head. Are. I've got three in my head. I'm trying to think of a fourth. Okay. Well, bravo to you. Thank you. <laughs> I thought I thought two of them were no-brainers. The other ones, no, yeah, yeah, I, I saw this movie once when it came out at the cinemas and have not looked back. This uh, is one of Stu's favorites. I yeah, think this is this is the movie yeah. I've seen the most times in theater ever. Wow, yeah, one how of many, my favorites too. I love it. How many times did you see it? Uh, three, I saw it three times. It's not like I saw it ten or anything. No, but, no, no. Three, but, three is my uh, highest ever for a movie as well at the cinemas. I think I saw Saw six times at the cinema. What? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just because right, I wanted saw. to go with different friends to see their reactions to the end. Oh my god, my yeah, missus. that's fair. <laughs> my missus legitimately I, saw Twilight nine times oh in the cinemas. God. Wow! I was gonna say, like, I, I remember being a kid and I saw Return of the Jedi in theaters, like, I don't know, maybe six times. But that was like before they had like VHS tapes. So if you wanted to see the movie again, it was buying the tape <laughs> and go and see it. So like, you go to the Buck Theater after like you know it was in. It was at us, you know, after six months, and you could still go see it. But yeah, I love that movie. Loved it. All the Ewoks, they were the best. Dean is just so stumped here. Like, he's yeah, trying I, to think of this question. I've got no idea. Um, look at him stalling for time. He's looking at me like, yeah, I got three. I got three. I'm like, yeah, I, I can't think of one. So, uh, I will really guiltily pass my second question. So, the, the three I were thinking what of was Brie Larson, Brandon Routh, Chris Evans. Yep. Yep. And the fourth one, he was. Kind of a cameo in the movie. Tom Jane was one of the uh, oh, vegan yeah, police. the vegan police. Yeah, he played yep. the Punisher. Oh, of course. Yep. Yeah. Yes, he did. I don't remember that movie at all. Oh, it makes me sad. Well, <laughs> well, we'll rectify that situation soon. Yeah, we'll watch it again soon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so heading into the last round, you're up two to one. So if you guys get this, you just win this outright. And the last question is a collaboration, so you guys can talk about this one. Okay. And right. uh, the category is movie release dates. The first Mission Impossible film came out in what year? Oh, that was the early to mid-90s. 96? 96 or 97? It's not 97. 96? I think I was in... I think I was a... If it's 97, you can slap me, but I didn't think it would be that late. I think it was 96. I want to say it's 96. 96? Very good. Oh, yes. <laughs> Ching. Glad Damn I it. talked you out of 97 like the smart person I am. <laughs> that's why I get you, that's why I keep you around. Just broke my ego. All right. And just for shits and giggles, what is our last question here? Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'll give you a choice. You can either have 
a fairly fairly easier one or like a real tough one? Which would you like for that prefer? Oh, well, let's go the tough one. Oh, we've, we've lost. Okay. So. <laughs> all right. Yeah, so they just want to flex their muscles if they can get the tough one. All right. Well, <laughs> this one is going to be tough. It's, it's mostly because if we get the easy one wrong, we look even worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this one, um, I actually did a blog on, on our on the Ghost of Stratosphere website, so if, you, if you're interested in hearing more about this, you can go ahead out to the website and check it out. In 1941, children rushed to cinemas to see a superhero up on the big screen for the very first time in live action in a 12-part serial created by Republic Pictures. Which superhero... Were they watching? D, what do you got? 1941. It's 1941. It, 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 it's, 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 would that be... Um, what are you thinking? I'm thinking... Because uh, I know Christopher Reeves' dad was Superman. Was he? Yeah. Makes sense that he turns into Superman then. Well, it's genetic, yeah. obviously. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, that's, that's the only way. What other superhero would have had a... Hey, um, uh, I saw I'd, you. I'd say Superman. It, you're close. You're close. The interesting story was this was originally supposed to be a Superman movie, but at the last second, DC Comics pulled Superman, so they had to look around for someone that looked like Superman, and they picked Shazam, the wow. uh, original Captain Marvel, the Shazam movie that'll be coming out uh, in April. Shazam. Here. Shazam was the very in first live-action <laughs> wow. superhero put on the silver screen. So there you go. That is ridiculous. A bit of piece of uh, comic book yet cinematic uh, history for you. Fantastic. Very good. Okay, well done, guys. You got you got us with a three to one victory here. On the road to victory. That's right. That's right. We're on the back That's foot right. now. <laughs> uh, we, we have we do have a good record in this second game. So let's see how we go. So this second game is in fact. A- Wait a minute. Don't I know you from somewhere? Where both teams have three actors or actresses for the other team. And they have to guess what are their four known four movies on the IMDb page. And we asked you guys first in the first round. We'll go first this round, and Dean will uh, answer the first one. What do you got? All right. Go ahead, Andy. All right. So um, we've got uh, somebody that was in a comic book movie. Um, in fact, he was in one of them. And uh, it is James, <laughs> James Franco. James Franco. Okay, James Franco. Let's go... Spider-Man. No, no, not Spider-Man. Uh, Spider-Man. okay. Not Spider-Man. Oh, should they put the second one on there? <laughs> uh, <laughs> see, this is where it gets hard. It's like, do I want to waste one here? Nah, I'll go, um, 127 hours. Ding, yes. ding. The Disaster Artist. Ding, yep. ding. Got two out of three. Okay. Ah, bugger it. I'll go Spider-Man 2. Nah. No. No. You should say, like, Spring Breakers? Spring, yeah. Spring Breakers, yes, and the Pineapple Express. Yeah, pine- yep. Okay. Yep. Fair enough. Okay. Who wants to go first out of you guys? I'll go first this time. All right, Dean, you ask them. All right. Your person is Kate Blanchett. Oh, God. Wow. Um, I think I would have got this. <laughs> I, I, know, I know some Kate Blanchett. <laughs> I'm... I'm struggle bussing here. Oh, I'm struggle bussing just to, think of, just to think of things that she was like the star in. No, you can't help. I know. <laughs> I know. How quickly oh. the tides have turned from the first game. Oh, it's real bad. I I listen to this all the time whenever you guys do it. And it's like I can think of one movie every time. <laughs> uh, I, we're a comic book podcast. I love the movie. I'm going to go Thor Ragnarok. No. Okay, so I'm going to go 0-4. Awesome. <laughs> What's the name of the Bob Dylan movie, I'm Not There? I'll go with that. No. 
Wow. I am, I am very happy that you knew that there was a Bob Dylan movie with Kate Blanchett. I I only He's know like that my favorite I, artist of all I time. only know that from listening to their show because they, <laughs> they just covered it on a Pod V Pod like two weeks ago or something. Oh lit I I I'll give you well, a hint. I'm not we have any not mentioned in. any of these movies on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not gonna get Oh, uh she was in various Lord of the Rings movies. Um Lord of the Rings, the first Lord of the Rings. No. Mm. Lord of the Rings, the second Lord of the Rings. No. Oh, that's, wow. That is your that four like choices. Complete... <laughs> that was a complete whiff. Okay, so she's known for Lord of the Rings, the third Lord of the Rings movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, way my... to go, Stu. My life. Picking the... <laughs> uh, all right, she's also down for Elizabeth. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Blue Jasmine. Never heard of that. Mm. Oh, it's a great movie. And Carol. Yeah. Yeah, I never heard of Carol. Big whiffs. Yeah, Big that's, that was rough. That was Big rough. Big whiff. All right, my turn. Let's extend this lead. All right. So um, keeping with, again, actresses or actors that have been in superhero movies, we've got Scarlett Johansson. Lost in translation. Yes. Ding. Yeah, this is like, how many Buddy Marvel films are on there? <laughs> <laughs> Well, out of all of them, I think the biggest... I'd say uh, Avengers. Which Ding. one? Well, which one? He the, said Avengers. The first one. Okay. all right. He was <laughs> I think they would have... Okay, that's commented. fair. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I'm going to choose any more of those. I think... I'm going to... I'm going to take a weird one here. I'm going to say Lucy. No, no, no Lucy. And... Ooh, what else has she done that's not Marvel? Yeah, when I first heard that, I thought, oh, she's in heaps, but take Marvel out. What's she done? I'm trying to think of her movies before Marvel, because that was around the time of Lost in Translation when she started to get, you know, Scarlett Johansson. I'm going to go Under the Skin. Yeah, that is one of them. Nice. All right. Hell yeah. (laughs) What was the last one? Her. Ah, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, with Joaquin. I mean, you don't see her very much, yeah, so, like, you know, she, it, she it's easy an impact, to though. forget that she's sometimes in that. Yeah, uh, that's, that's fair enough, that one. Yeah, this is going real bad so far. <laughs> All right, Andy, you're up. Yeah, I'm ready. Let's see if you can close the gap, because we're on five and you're on zero at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Your actor is John Candy. John Candy. Oh, sweet. Um... Planes, trains, and automobiles. No. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Really? Wait, wait, wait. I looked at that wrong. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say. I was going to say. That's like his, that's one of his tour de forces. Um, Uncle Buck. Yes. Yeah. Now we're cooking with gas. Um, oh, geez. Man, is it should be the, maybe it's the Blues Brothers or Great Outdoors. Um, yeah, we'll say Blues Brothers. No. Oh. Um, uh, jeez. Now I feel, now, now my, my confidence has, has waned. Shot. <laughs> well, I do know a lot of John Candy films, but which ones are on their list? Ah, yeah. oh, jeez. Uh, Home Alone. He's in that. <laughs> he is in it. No, unfortunately. Wow. I was just trying to think of, like, the ones that, like, everybody... Was, was Great Outdoors on there? No. Uh, oh, okay. The, was, two, the two you missed were Spaceballs. Oh. And Splash. Splash! Can't believe he didn't say Cool Runnings. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, what's that? Go West, his last film with Matt Perry. It's um, 
he was taken to us way too soon. Yeah. Tom Candy was always one of my favorites. It's just sad that, like, all the movies I could think of, he had, like, he wasn't, like, the star in, like, again, Blue Yeah, he's, he's yeah, definitely, like, a secondary person in most yeah. of the Yeah, Splash, too. even. Those, like, the, that's why we so couldn't believe the cool running girls not on there. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I yeah. wouldn't have thought of that, but whenever you first said it and Andy was thinking the, I got the first two that he got, and then the third thing I thought of was also actually Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what are we at? We got a score of two to five here, so we could knock this out really quickly here we, if we get two of these right i think that's the end of it all right so we have for you for the last one karen gillian okay this is gonna right, be tough so we're gonna talk this now. is the collaboration yeah yeah go for um, it um jumanji she, yeah i i definitely say jumanji she's yeah. i'm pretty sure she's nebula from Gun, guardians of the galaxy yeah she is okay so do you want to go the first one and we'll go jumanji and then we seal it up and we just win it's done <laughs> <laughs> well we can always take uh guardians 2 well, if we need to. And if we can't think of a single Avengers. other movie, we can take Infinity War. <laughs> so what are we... What are we, Okay, so you want to do the first one? And yeah, well, all right. Chuck in, uh, lock in Jumanji. Welcome to the jungle. Arrgh, no sorry. Jumanji. No Jumanji. Okay. What? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Your right. confidence is shaken, my friends. <laughs> what about Guardians of, the, Guardians of the Galaxy? Yes. yes. Well, well, that was a yes. Yes. Go the second one? Yeah, the second one. No. No! Bloody hell. Okay. What are, are we going to... We can't do Infinity War. Okay. Name another movie. I know. That's what I'm saying. I can't. I can't name anymore. I do not know her. Isn't she... What is she in? Is she Scottish or Irish or something? She's got red Scottish, hair. Scottish, I believe. Scottish. Any Scottish movies you know? She in Braveheart? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I, Outlaw King? <laughs> I legit cannot think of anything else. Sorry? I can't think of any other movie she's been in. Yeah, I can't either. I'm just going to say Infinity War. We have to. It's have... better than passing. Yeah, oh, not passing. All right, Infinity War. Uh, yeah. Sorry. All right, what the is one, she in? The ones you missed were Selfie, which I've never, never heard, heard of. Her. What? Not Another Happy Ending. What is that? And this? she's... And Doctor Who. Yeah, that Doctor Who's rough. Oh, that's oh, I don't know if that's that is count. mean, guys. God, that that is really mean. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad for giving you this last one now. <laughs> when I looked her up, I was expecting there to be both Guardians movies. Uh, there was a horror movie called Oculus and Jumanji. And nope, that's not what they had. I mean, how is Jumanji not there? Well, luckily we did quite well on the first two because you guys need to get all four to win. To win or draw? Uh, I think it's... Uh, no, to tie. All four to tie. <laughs> <laughs> we can do it. We can do it. Okay. Yeah, and we, we have a much better pick for you a than much, Aaron Gillen. A much, much more generous pick. Okay? <laughs> so I hope you feel considerably bad when you hear it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. The last one for you guys to work together on is Robin Williams. Robin oh, Williams. God, there's so many. Yeah, I know. There's so many. That's, I don't know why the first... I mean, that's... He won the knockout. I don't no know no pressure, first... but you need all four. Yeah, we do need all four. So, like, <laughs> I think the we second we're wrong on something, we're... Like, Dead Poets Society? Well, what's what's the number one Robin Williams movie? Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Like, if that's not on there, nothing's on there. <laughs> well, I was going to say Good Will Hunting is his number, because he won an, an Academy Award for that. So if that's oh, not on okay. IMDb, uh, then I don't know what... All right, so let's go with those two so far. Not locking in, just, just meandering on. Okay, so this is Doubtfire. How about Will uh, Dead Poets Society? Uh, I was thinking Patch Adams. Patch <laughs> Adams? He had shoes in the commercial. I no, just remember big clown no. shoes. Patch Adams is on there. I give up. <laughs> I would say the original Jumanji before I would say Patch Adams. Oh, he was in Jumanji, yeah. That's true. See? Uh, I would say a lot. He played a small part in Aladdin, Jumanji. <laughs> uh, as the genie, it's very famous. Yeah. 
They uh, have a lot of animateds on the, the known for list, though. Uh, but I mean, I feel like that one's like a big one. Oh. Uh, um, well, here, let's let's just see if this is worth going on with. Okay. We're locking in Mrs. Doubtfire and Goodwill Hunting. They are both correct. Both correct. All right. Yeah. It's worth going on anyway. Oh, nuts. <laughs> see, like, uh, I want to say Dead Poet Society. I really do. I'm that not going to fight you on that it. Was like just... his big, that was like the breakout role for him, I what think. About, like, like, The Fisher King? <laughs> I don't Speaking of Robin Williams movies. The Fisher King. Was that it or was it? No, he's in that. All right, yeah, see, that that's All right, you're real set on Dead Poets Society. How about Dead Poets Society? If that's not on there, I'll eat my hat. Get oh, that hat ready. I hope you're hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Nuts. Is Aladdin on there? No, it's no, not. No, it's not. Uh, Tell me one of them is Patch one. Adams. Tell no, me. No, not Patch <laughs> Adams. Not even the Fisher King, would you believe it? <laughs> So the two you missed were Good Morning Vietnam. Uh, okay. Oh yes, that's a good idea. Yeah, it is a good idea. And one hour photo. One oh. hour photo. Yeah, wow, that's not one I would have suspected. Is it? Does he play also a serial killer in Insomnia? He does. Too? He does. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a better. I actually like that movie a lot more than I do One Hour Photo. I think I don't know why. I think it's Al Pacino in that movie. It is a good movie. And if you didn't know, he was also in the uh, Robin, Robin Williams documentary that just came out recently. Oh, yeah? That, that makes, makes sense. sense. <laughs> Sorry for my terrible joke. Oh, that was a joke. You, can't, you couldn't pick up on that. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. After that hilarious joke I just did, let's, let's <laughs> look at the scores. So, uh, so you guys ended up on a score of four, and we ended up on six. So we go into our last game here on a tie. Which is how we like it. We love it when it's a tie because we get let the listeners decide yes. who wins the game. And that being said, let's get into our movie draft. Now, fellas, as always, we let you guys choose what the theme of the draft is going to be. What have you gone with? We have decided to choose non-Disney animated films. That's right. And we also stipulated no Pixar as well. Right. Correct. Okay. Now... As always, we let you guys decide who wants to go first out of yous or us. Who do you want to go? I think I think we're going to let you guys have the first pick. We'll Okey pick doke. the corner. <laughs> no worries. And who do you want to go first out of us two? Uh, we'll go Dan. Whoa, look at that. Oh, how dare you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll kick it off here, and I'm going to take Spirited Away. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was a that was like in my top couple. Yeah, that's a good one. Nice. Glad I got it, got it away from yous then. Go ahead, Andy. You can go first. Oh, well, I'm going to definitely take the Iron Giant. Yeah. Very good. Figured as much. And at the, the, the first pick in the second round, uh, oh, there's so many. I think I'm going to go Shrek. Yeah. Yep. That, in all honesty, that, that was, was our one, yeah, two and three. Uh, next two coming up here. So good start there. Dean, what are you going to go with? All right. I'm going to go with... One that's probably going to stand out a little bit from the rest here. I'm going to go South Park, bigger, longer, oh, and okay. uncut. Yeah, yeah. Good choice. Good choice on that one. I'm going to go with How to Train Your Dragon. Nice. Yeah. Ah, you're taking a lot of the good ones here. Yeah. <laughs> that's there's the still, idea. There's still a lot. Oh, there is, there is. Okay, uh, so I'm up here with our third pick, and uh, boy, I am... I am hoping that your fan base and the voters on Twitter have a big uh, recency bias because I'm going to pick a movie that we're going to be talking about on our podcast very shortly here, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Very good pick. Very good pick. And uh, I think keeping with that whole comic book genre, I'm going to say it was 
my pick's going to be the best Batman movie before, like, maybe Dark Knight, which was Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Oh, Damn you! Dane's losing his You know I'm not leaving Paul Dini on the board. That uh. stuff's good. That was the best Batman film for many, many, many yeah, years. I, I don't disagree at all. Uh... Yeah, I should have known you would take it. <laughs> <laughs> Can't leave comic books on the table. Yeah, come on. That's, that's... <laughs> okay, Dave, what's your fourth pick here? Okay, I will take the Lego movie. Not Ooh, the Lego Batman Good movie. one, good one. <laughs> All right, and for our last one here, we have a collaboration. Uh, Dean, what are, what are your thoughts? <sighs> Having a look at what we picked. Just seeing what we've got, trying to make sure we've yeah, got no, some. Yeah, uh, there's a ton of good ones left on the table here. Yeah, this is a good category. What's your, what's your thoughts? I'm, I'm thinking we get a bit of an older one, maybe one that will uh, touch the hearts of many, get some <laughs> nostalgia flowing. Because we don't have that yet on our list. No, a sentimental so pick. Yeah, a sentimental pick. I'm thinking we go Land Before Time. What do you think, Kendo? Hmm. Yeah, I, I actually really like that pick. I think compared to the list we've got, adding that in will... Yeah, I think yeah. I think it'll uh, give us a more well-rounded list. No worries. All right, we're going to take yes. The Land Before Time, the first right. one. I cried at that movie so much as a young child. <laughs> what do you mean as a young child? <laughs> that one, like American Tale, like those were... Yeah. They're just downer films. For, <laughs> like, you're like, no. Am I up? Well, it's both of us. Oh, both our, of us. It's our uh, collaboration pick. I'm thinking, here's my thoughts. Okay. They're going with the anime fan base because they picked Spirited Away early on. I'm thinking we try to steal some of those fans back with Akira. I, I like the notion of Akira, right. but I also like the notion of going, like, very, very popular films, and I, I hate to say it. <laughs> that is a bold strategy. I also like the strategy of winning. <laughs> like, there's, that, been, there's been, like, three people that have seen Akira in, in my... I, you uh, and me and maybe two other people. Now, I was going to say Despicable Me. I mean, Despicable Me is still on the board. Steve Carell, uh, that is like... I love Despicable the Me. The Minions. But my, my argument is I think they've OD'd everyone on Minions. I think people will turn like turn like milk on that when they see it because people are sick of Minion memes. Really? I do. And really? I love the first my one. My kids still love the Minions. <sighs> your kids aren't voting? Yeah, I was going to say, do your kids have a Twitter account? <laughs> How many Twitter accounts do your kids have? <laughs> you know what? There, I bet you there's a lot of parents on Twitter, and they have probably seen Despicable Me before they've seen Akira. I'm just saying. I'm saying. That's just my, my take on it. What else do we got on the list? We got a bunch uh, of others. Gosh. Transformers, the movie. Oh, that was so sad. That was so sad. You talk about just completely destroying a kid when Optimus Prime died. Oh, my gosh. Uh, the, uh, Kung Fu uh, I, I actually haven't video. seen it yet, so thanks a lot, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I know, spoilers. Spoiler alerts for that 40-year-old movie. 1986. Get all over that. Um, all right, we got to pick one here. Let's... All right. Well, I, all right, you want to do... Uh, paper, rock, rock, scissors? Rock, rock, paper, scissors, please. All right. All right. One, one two, two, three, shoot. shoot. Uh, I got it. Akira. Akira. Locking in Akira. I feel like the, our death nail was hit on a game of rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> for the record, I wanted uh, to I take... Think, I think you might be right there, but in fairness, yeah. I also I also think your Despicable Me pick wasn't the greatest <laughs> either. Because yes, the parents are the ones voting, probably, but they've also had to endure this film hundreds yeah, of times. Yeah. <laughs> if they had just left it at the first one, I would have let that go, but oh, they just made so many bad Minions-related stuff since oh, then. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> 
Okay, let's recap the draft here. We have Spirited Away, South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut, How to Train Your Dragon, The Lego Movie, and The Land Before Time. And you guys have got The Iron Giant, Shrek, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, The Mask of the Phantasm, and Akira. Guys, I just want to say, do you think your Spider-Verse pick won't be well-received because not everyone has seen it yet? Well, if that's the case, they should definitely go out and see it because yeah, it, is. it is a tremendous, tremendous film. Yeah, I think the, the people that have seen it know how good it is and everyone else has seen the reviews. So I think I, I don't have any problem with that. I feel yeah. secure. I'm actually going to go see it in about four hours, I reckon. So oh, I hope I, you like it. I we have love high it. hopes. It's yeah. so good. Hopefully I don't like it too much that I have to uh, vote for your team. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you, if you see it, make sure that, uh, again, we're going to have uh, not only a review of Into the Spider-Verse on Ghost of the Stratosphere, but also my wife's doing a, a review in, 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 in blog form. Either way, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Definitely uh, shoot us a comment and, and let us know what you thought of the film. For uh, sure. I, lo- I will look forward to that episode eagerly. Okay. So we'll put this uh, this draft up about 24 hours after we release the episode, and as per last time, it will be a blind draft, so there is no bias towards any podcast. We like to keep it fair. Oh, yeah, nice. Very nice. Okay, so that's going to do it for today. Guys, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was a ton of fun oh, here. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having us and coordinating this sticky wicket time for us all. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> we try and accommodate here. Uh, where, where can the listeners find you? Oh, gosh. Where can they not find us? We are on iTunes. We're on uh, Google Play. We're on Stitcher. We're on Spotify. We're on iHeartRadio. We're on TuneIn. You can tell Alexa to play Ghost of the Stratosphere podcast, and it will play it for you, or Google Home, or whatever. You can also obviously find us on our website. That's www.gotstratosphere.com. Not only do we have old uh, podcasts that you can listen to, we've also got our new episodes there, plus a ton of comic and pop culture-related blogs. So make sure that you check us out and check us out often. We've always got something interesting cooking over here at the Ghost of the Stratosphere. Fantastic. Fantastic. All right. So once again, thank you very much, guys. We'll uh, catch up with you soon. Bye. All right. All right take awesome. Care. awesome. Take care. All right. Let's get into... That's my question! The question, jerk! Where we asked Jews, what is your favorite Golden Globe winner in the musical or comedy category? And let's take a look at some responses here. First one here is from Corey Tatum. There are too many great choices, but I have to go with Arthur. It's a movie that has me laughing in the first five minutes every single time. His laugh is so infectious that you can't help but laugh, and I love to laugh. Don't we all, Corey? Don't we all? Next up, from the Tasteless Podcast, Moulin Rouge. The Ghost of the Stratosphere said, Lost in Translation, one of my favourite movies of all time. Easy winner here. As soon as I saw it on the list, I was done searching. Lost in Translation is a funny one for me. I think I saw it when it first came out and didn't give it much thought and never watched it again, but it's obviously very highly acclaimed by some people, so... Yeah, I think that's a film that I could probably rewatch. Yeah, so I was, I could, I same could as you. That. I saw it when I was younger, and I'm like, "That's okay." And then, yeah, you hear a lot of good stuff about it. You're like, "What did I miss?" I feel like, yeah, I yeah. feel like I'd appreciate it more now. Yeah. From patron Ben Mulverhill, I saw La La Land and knew there was no other answer. Ben, I'm right there with you. The Trailer Junkies podcast said the player is clutch, but I really love as good as it gets. Clutch. <laughs> Netflix and Swill say La La Land, baby. Sam at the Movie Reviews and Twenty Qs podcast said Sideways. Mm, have you seen that? I have seen it. Huh, I have too. Ethan Stevens says La La Land for sure. 
the Feel and Film podcast said, shockingly, it's one that is actually a musical and makes sense being in this category. My number 13 of all time and the film I've seen the most in a theatre since Jurassic Park, La La Land. Uh, Ethan May has gone with the Grand Budapest Hotel by a stretch. JB says, almost famous. Hmm. Along the same lines, Comp My Pollard says, almost famous is a treasure. The I Used to Watch This podcast said, we only get one? Romancing the Tootsie Toy Story 2. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> well played. Last one here from Nathan Burt. Either MASH or The Player. Have not seen either of them. Nor have I. Yeah, so thank you very much for your answers there, everyone, and to everyone we didn't read out. But, Dean, it is time to get into our top five Golden Globe winners in the musical or comedy category. All right, Dean, kick it off. What is your number five? I'm going to go number five as Mrs. Doubtfire. Okay, I can see this is going to be probably a little bit different list as opposed to our serial killer one from last time. Mm. My number five is Almost Famous. Okay, nice. My number four is The Lion King. Interesting, interesting. Number four, okay. Uh, Number four. All right. My number four is also an animated film. It's Toy Story 2. Okay, didn't make my list, Toy Story 2. Okay, that's okay. Didn't ask if it wasn't. Number three, movie that I'm not sure I've ever mentioned on this podcast... As Good As It Gets. Wow, okay. Big fan of As Good As It Gets. Nice, nice. Uh, well, my number three is a film that we just briefly mentioned before, Sideways. Oh, okay. Yeah. Really Sideways. Really? Love Sideways. I don't have ever heard you talk about Sideways. No. All right, now we get to the top two, and for me, clearly, clearly separate from the rest. Yes, yes, I agree. So my number two is Almost Famous. Okay. No surprises there to long-time listeners. I love Almost Famous. Yes, you do. My number two is La La Land. Very nice. Very nice. Can't argue at all with that, as it is obviously my number one, La La Land. What a phenomenal movie, musical, romance. It's yep, awesome. We've spoken about it. We, that, we've gone very heavily into that film. We both adore it. It's fantastic. But my number one film is a film that you have already mentioned. It is The Lion King. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Excellent. Okay, let's take a look at the results of the final four in our best 1940s film tournament. Now, let's go with the the massive blowout here. The runaway winner here. The second match here. Casablanca with a 79% victory over The Great Dictator. Destroyed it. But the one we were looking at the most closely here... It's a Wonderful Life versus Citizen Kane. So, in my bracket, I had It's a Wonderful Life beating Citizen Kane. And I had Citizen Kane beating It's a Wonderful Life. And basically, whoever won this would win the bracket between us. Yes. It was 50-50 for a while. A little bit. Hmm. But then it uh, changed. It did. Not in my favour. No, it did not. It's a wonderful life. Defeated Citizen Kane. Yes, 54% in the end. Nice. Yes, so at the end of this tournament, you get to choose a movie for me to watch. Just a single one. Yep. Can't wait to hear what that's going to be. Shall be good. I'll be nice. For a change. And that obviously sets up our grand final for next time, which is going to be the number one seed, It's a Wonderful Life, against the number two seed, Casablanca. <laughs> it's going to be, that's going to be an interesting one. Hmm. Should be good. Okay, we're going to take another short break here and give you a couple more promos from some fantastic podcasts that we listen to out there. And we'll be back on the other side with what else we've been watching. Hey, this is Clay. This is Corey. And we are the Two Dads Review Podcast. Uh, what do we talk about, Corey? Movies? Yes. Uh, TV shows? Yes. And we're dads? Are those all questions? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, find all that and more over at twodadsreview.com and your favorite podcast app. 
Hey listeners, we just want to take a quick second to thank you all for taking the time out of your day to come and listen to us banter on about movies and all things movie related. Yeah, it really does mean a lot to the both of us. We're always looking to improve our show, to get our name out there, and there are a couple of ways you could help us. Yeah, one of the easiest ways is to just get the word of mouth out there. You know, let your family and friends know about the show and where they can find us, which is pretty much everywhere. Places like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and all the other podcast catches you can search for, we're probably on there. And hey, if you find one we're not on, let us know so we can fix it. You can contact us on Twitter at IMDB Journey, our Facebook page at facebook.com slash IMDB Journey, our Letterboxd page at letterboxd.com slash IMDB Journey, or you can email us at imdbjourney at gmail.com. Exactly. Another way to help us out is to leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes for us. Or if you're really loving the content and are looking for more, then why not check out our Patreon, where we post another weekly show, breaking down other films not on the IMDb Top 250. Yeah, that's right. What have we got coming up this week, Hendo? Well, Dean, we're closing out our Die Hard series, and we're finishing off with A Good Day to Die Hard. And it will be a good day once we've closed this series off. Ooh. <laughs> our general thoughts have, uh, yeah, not been the best. Our thoughts have been fantastic. As maybe, always. maybe, maybe the films themselves maybe <laughs> lacking somewhat. Well, we'll find out surely if this film is going to be a good way to end off the series, won't we? Absolutely. So, if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, head on over to Patreon.com/slash/IMDBJourney and check out the myriad of rewards and benefits we have to offer. Hey guys, check out NowThatImOlder.com every Thursday for a brand new episode of the podcast Now That I'm Older. It's a show about how getting older sucks but can be awesome at the exact same time with your host Shane Smith. Woo! Wheeling, dealing, limousine, riding, jet flying, son of a gun! And Ken Baldwin. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. We talk about things that happened to us when we were younger. We talk about some random news stories, and we basically just sit around and shoot the shit. So check out NowThatImOlder.com every Thursday for a brand new episode. Thanks a lot. Just quickly, as always, we will not be spoiling the movies we're about to talk about in what else we've been watching, so have no fear. All right, Dean, you did allude to it earlier, but how many films did you end up watching this fortnight? Managed to watch five. Okay. What about you, Hendo? I watched seven. Okay. So I'll kick it off first. Go for it. My number seven film is a very terrible film. It's called Night School. Ah, I had the pleasure of seeing Night School as well. (laughs) I think I've got the worst distinction of watching it after you gave me your your rating of it yes <laughs> you even said to me when i told you that i'd watch it like why would you waste your time with that yeah, and then i'm like i'm gonna watch it <laughs> no because you said this has to be seen to be believed <laughs> <laughs> yeah so my God, i really don't have anything positive to say about this film i really like the serious way that this film looked at mm. like learning disabilities <laughs> and the impact that has on individuals growing wait, up in the where, world. Where, does this, where is this on your list? Number four. There was a movie that I liked less than this. What? <laughs> I was never bored with this film. This film is bad, but it's not at all unwatchable. Yeah, so this this is a one-star film for me, not a, not a half-star, like as opposed to The Week Of or something like that, where it's just not funny yeah, it and was boring. Yeah, it wasn't boring. This is not a boring yeah, film. I, it, it's actively bad. Yes. It's not boring. The movie got saved with the prison fight scene. That's that's the only funny part of the movie that I genuinely laughed at. Yeah, fair enough. See, I, I didn't think that was very funny. I don't blame you, to yeah. be honest. <laughs> Took six people to write this film. Six! Oh, 
Well, they all write little bits and pieces and never collab with each other. They just threw it all together and, yeah, yeah that'll do. I mean, Kevin Hart is not funny. He's not funny. He's just, he's so overrated. Tiffany Haddish is not funny. <laughs> Tiffany Haddish, she was in a Spartacus movie, wasn't she? What? Yeah, like one of those disaster movie types. Was she? Yeah. Really? I remember from Girls Trip last year where it was yeah, like a breakout yeah, role. Yeah, yeah, that one. She was in, no, that actress. <laughs> I thought you were saying was, that, that movie, that disaster no, movie. No, 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 no. I, I looked her up. That actress was in one of those terrible disaster movies, one, the Spartacus one. I don't find her funny at all. I don't think she was meant to be funny in this film. I think she was. I think they're all supposed to be funny, and none of them are. The se- like the the spe- oh my god, the special effects in this that they tried to do were just yeah. laughably horrible. It was. I really liked Chloe O'Brien in it though, from Twenty Four. I can't even. What's her name? I cannot say her full name. It's Mary Lynn Red Redgub. I don't know. It's it's just damn it, Chloe. We're running out of time. Redgub. Wow. Yeah. She should have changed her name. <laughs> Like, I'm sorry, but if she married into that name, she's got issues. <laughs> yeah, but overall, nothing really too good to say about this film. No. It was bad. Very, very bad. Not Pass. at all. Pass. All right, that brings me to my number six film, Madeline's Madeline. <laughs> yeah. Not a fan? No. Not into the uh, cats? See, the way you said it, I-, I assumed it was just all people just acting like animals throughout the whole thing. I like it. There is a lot to do with that. And I understand where they were coming from. It's actually, you know, about an, in- an interpretive play that they're doing. Yes. Like, okay, fair enough. Doesn't help its cause. Doesn't excuse it. No, it, there is a lot of it. it. It's very repetitive, kind of annoying. The story goes weird. It's it's definitely one of those arty kind of movies that you got to really get involved in. It's just not my cup of tea, really. Cinematography was good at points. I liked how it looked and the acting from... The main lead, I don't know her name. It was good at points. The scene that you mentioned, how the the final scene that she was in, it was okay. I didn't okay. think it was like groundbreaking or anything like that. Oh, I didn't use the word groundbreaking. It was easily the best scene of the film. Overall, this, I wouldn't say it's a letdown. I didn't really go in with too much expectations after your glowing review of it. It was terrible. Yeah, I can, the, the reason why I put it above Night School is that I can, that this, this movie feels like it's trying. I would watch Night School again before I watch this. Without even In all honesty, I would probably agree, but I, lo- I feel like this film a- is actually trying to do something. Night School feels very slopped together, whatever, let's make some money off this. That being said, they're both bad. Yeah. Okay, we've got a couple of reviews here for Madeline's Madeline. One here from JD at the In Session Film Podcast said, loved it. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I, again, I can... Stop it. You're being so, like... Commit. You didn't like it. It's I okay. said I didn't like it, yeah, but there, yeah, I can I understand like why there are some people like, out there who would look at it and go and, and, and interpret like it their own way. I feel like you're trying not to offend all the people that do like it. No. Like, I, yeah, I can see why people... Don't get offended. say it was I, terrible. I think it's shit. You hated it. Yes. Go from there. You yes. don't need to be like, yeah, but I understand these people who like, that's fine. I hated I, it. You hated it. Own it. So you said it's fine for you to say, oh, it's okay for you to have your own opinion if you like this. I tried to you shut me down. Just say it's shit. I've said it's shit. No, because I feel like you're trying not to upset the people that really no, like it. I don't film. care about that. Well, I'm um, saying this film, I can understand why people would like it if they could interpret it their way. There is something to it. It's just not for me because it's shit. Yes. It's better. <laughs> have I not said that? Not enough. <laughs> I found this movie offensive. Well, I don't even go <laughs> to that To me far. as a not cat person. <laughs> We have another review here from The Vern. A few people dug this, but I was not one of them. Two out of five. And another one here from Lisa C. The performances by the main three ladies were really quite great. 
Newcomer Helena Howard is someone that people should be looking out for. That being said, I did not like the movie. It was all over the place and just couldn't keep my attention. Mm. Good review. Well said, Lisa. All right, Dean, your turn to speak. What's your number five? Goosebumps 2. I didn't, e- I didn't even... I don't even think I knew there was a two. I don't even think I, think I even knew anything about this film. Well... Have you seen the first one? No. <laughs> I have not. <laughs> Were you lost? No. I wasn't <laughs> lost. It's Goosebumps. Nah, I watched this with my kids who I think... Oh, bloody hope you did. I think they'd already seen it. Um, Are your kids like one of those ones where they watch a film, but then if they watch it again, they tell you exactly what happened? Oh, Ethan, I watched a film with him recently and he just, I had to like be stern with him. Yes. <laughs> like actually stern, like, mate, do not tell me what happens. And he'd, he'd just start looking at me with these stupid grins. It's like, Argh. hate watching a film with him when he's seen it. Yeah, I'm the same with Isabel. She does the same to me. She sits there. But most of the time I've seen the movie already, but she's like, well, this is when this-. I'm like, just stop. Yeah. They can't help themselves. No. Anyway, back to your Goosebumps 2. How was it? Really, really boring. Yeah. I I honestly don't even know what to say about it. It is so throwaway and forgettable. Like, the kids liked it, so that's something, but... Yeah, but what's that really saying? The kids liked it. I mean... Yeah, they, you're right. They, they like everything. Yeah. Like, movies, they, they churn so much garbage out, and the kids just eat it up. Yeah, they do. It's... I got nothing out of this film at all. Absolutely nothing. I have nothing to say. It is terrible. <laughs> I don't even know why. Like, I can't even pinpoint why. It's boring. There's nothing original about it. I can't pinpoint why. Here's two points why. Okay, there's two points. <laughs> I've spoiled you. There you go. <laughs> Just a one review here for Goosebumps 2 from More Gooder Than Podcast. Goosebumps 2. Two bumps, two geese. Bit of a, <laughs> bit of a play on the uh, Too Fast, Too Furious. Ah, very good, guys. All right, moving on to your number five. My number five is The Kindergarten Teacher. Nice. What'd you think? I didn't like it. I thought it was rather boring. Yeah. Doesn't really go anywhere. I mean, there are some films that are slow paced that are good. Yep. I just thought this dragged a lot throughout this film. I think Maggie Gyllenhaal was pretty good. I think she's probably the best thing about the film. Like, her subtle portrayal of this character who's just, oh, it's just, it made me feel weird. And I don't mean in a good way. Like, there are movies. (laughs) Can you explain to me what feeling weird in a good way is like? Well, you never had it. Is it your special places? I'm not telling you that. (laughs) (laughs) Would that be weird? (laughs) No, it was just this subtle, slow build of this character just going off the deep end here. Fizzles. There's barely a build, and it builds to nothing. There are movies out there that do this well, and that uncomfortable feeling is warranted, and it feels earned. It just didn't do it for me in this one. Yeah, nah, I'm with you. Yeah, I think the the child actor... I think I remember you saying that he, he, he... Acts odd, but is he supposed to be acting like that, or is that the actual kid? Like, I'm not sure. I just didn't. I didn't get anything good from him. I just thought this movie missed the mark. Like, there were a couple of good things to, to say, but overall, not a recommend. Fair enough. Okay, just two reviews here for the kindergarten teacher. One from Yasna. Tough to watch for the creepy relationship between Lisa and Jimmy and how she was grooming him. But to watch Gael Garcia Bernal in the movie gave me some peace. Also saw the original Israeli version. Sorry if I get this wrong. I undoubtedly will. Hagenene? I think it's Hagenene. It could be. Flip a coin. And I think it was less creepy but equally disturbing. Great acting in both. And another one here from Mikkel Fowles. Maggie Gyllenhaal gives the best performance of the year. Should win Best Actress but won't be nominated. I agree with the end. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, Dean. Yeah, my number four is Night School, which I've already spoken about, so back to you. My number four is Venom. Ah, finally got around to watching it. I did. And it's about what I expected. What a surprise. Mr. No Fun over here. Didn't like this film. Dean, I have fun in films when they're actually fun. This is not. It's it's really lame. I think the only good thing about it is that sort of back and forth between it's, it's Venom and Tom Hardy. Eddie Brock. Yeah, that guy. But it's done, like, I just saw Upgrade. It's so much better. I just feel like this is just like, this is like the Asylum version of Upgrade. Yeah, no one, well, I'll rephrase Excuse that. me? I am not saying this is better than Upgrade. Not I, by any I stretch. Know. Upgrade is a far superior film and one that has not been watched by nearly enough people, but I think I think you give, I think you give a lot of leeway to a lot of these superhero films because they're generally entertaining. I want to be entertained when I go to the movies. This is not an entertaining film. Is that film. not what we do it for? Yeah, and I wasn't entertained in this film. Are you not entertained? <laughs> no, I am not with this film. It's drab. The lead villain guy is just a waste of space. How good's the blood, though? The lack of violence Isn't in this ridiculous. Isn't it weird? It is weird. It's stupid. This, like, why are you trying to cater this to to younger a younger audience with this humongous monster man-eating thing mm. it, it definitely would have been a lot better if it was more violent but i don't i still probably wouldn't have enjoyed it it's just not a it's just not a generally good film the the script is horrid script is hilarious michelle williams is wasted will you agree there or you just don't think that she's generally one who her storyline goes in a weird direction yes it does I love how they tried to shoehorn in a sequel at the end, like, hey, look, we're getting something going here. Well, they will. Yeah, I know, because it For made sure a ton of money. For sure, we'll get a sequel to this. And I'll probably will see it. Of course you will. Yeah, because I'll try and, and see what I can. And you'll walk in thinking, this is going to be so shit, and you're going to walk out and go, yeah, I was right, this was shit. And I'm going to walk in going, gee, I hope this is a fun film, and I'm going to walk out with a smile on my face, and that is the difference between me and you. I want to enjoy films. Because you're so blinded by, Whoa, superheroes, oh, boner! Oh. <laughs> Did I say boner? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's get to some reviews. <laughs> Do any of them mention their boners? <laughs> First one here from Kevin Kendrick. Great movie with a good comedic timing by Hardy. Best moments of the movie are the interactions between the symbiote and Hardy. I would definitely recommend the movie to anyone that is a fan of Marvel movies. But it probably wouldn't recommend it to anyone who isn't. Are you not a fan of Marvel movies? I don't mind them. Get off it. There are some I don't like and some I do like. Yes. Just because I like Marvel movies I would say doesn't mean I'm going to like this. I would say that you like Marvel movies. If someone asks you, do you like Marvel movies? The answer is yes. I say I would like some. There are oh. some I really like. There are some I don't. You're such an elitist. How am I an elitist? Because there are some- I can't say that I like Marvel films because I'm this- you That's know. not. A, I'm not doing a broad statement. That's saying that I like all the Marvel films. You talking about Marvel films? Yeah, there's some I like. like some God I don't. forbid someone mistakes you for liking a bad Marvel film. Like, hold on. Yes, I like some, but not like Thor two. Come on. How many of the twenty Marvel films do you generally give a recommend? Is it like eighteen? I think it's like seventeen actually. I think there are. I mean, three. you know more than I do about. It. I think. I think from memory, I think you don't like God. Incredible Hulk, Thor two, and Ant Man and the Wasp. And I think you generally, yeah. I really, I had fun. I had fun with it. I had fun with it. It's good. I had fun with it. <laughs> Uncanny. Yeah, Uncanny. And, you know this. There's this problem and this problem. But I had fun with it. I enjoyed myself. <laughs> Here's ten problems. Five stars. <laughs> uh, we got another one here from Paul at the Countdown Movie and TV Reviews podcast. Sony released two films set in the Spider-Man universe this year. 
One is a game-changing, visionary variation of an origin story. The other is this piece of shit. <laughs> Gee, spoilers on uh, Spider-Verse, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Another one here from Corey Tatum. Upgrade movie gone wrong. Tom Hardy couldn't even save this one. Solid, solid opinion. Perfect. Ghost of the Stratosphere said, All the ghosts somehow agree on Venom, an objectively poor movie that is somehow a lot of fun. Guilty pleasure. Possible future cult classic. There you go. <laughs> Whatever. That's actually what he said. <laughs> Something done that badly shouldn't be that good to watch. Ugh, no. Yes. Yes. Yeah, whatever. I disagree. And another one here from the Cinema Guys. Oh, how I dislike this movie. Felt like they watched Ang Lee's Hulk, took out the mutant dogs, darkened it, and threw in Tom Hardy and Venom. Thoughts, Dean? So you felt like they watched this movie, took out heaps, and added a whole bunch of different <laughs> stuff. I mean, you could say that about most films. Oh, get defensive, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Cinema Recall said, Venom has a fun performance by Tom Hardy in a dual role, but the rest of the movie is utter shit. If Sony Pictures didn't change it from R to PG-13, it could have been good. Sam at the Movie Reviews and 20Qs podcast said, not nearly as bad as some people say. Thank you, Sam. <laughs> is, that, is that a thank you for not nearly as bad as people say? He still says it's bad. <laughs> I'll take what I can get here. <laughs> Just not the caliber we've come to expect from comic book movies with this level of talent in it. Well, MCU movies. <laughs> Ooh, burn DC. And our last one here from Les Vogd. Tom Hardy is truly committed, but he can't save this baffling, if at least kind of entertaining mess of a train wreck. Every other role is miscast. The second act is completely missing. And this also features some of the worst action I've ever seen. Awful. Thank you for your reviews there, everyone. Okay, Dean, let's go to your number three. Yes, number three. My number three is Mowgli. So let's use them. Stop! Yes! Out of my way! I shouldn't let them pick on me like that. Wolves are supposed to be with other wolves. He's not a wolf. I've seen the way you look at the village. Mowgli, you are one of them. Okay, the uh, sequel to Jungle Book, was it? I wish. <laughs> I wish this was a sequel to The Jungle Book, because this did not know what it was doing. It's the Andy Serkis uh, one, isn't it? It is. Have you seen it? No. Really? Oh, it, I genuinely thought you'd seen it. When did I see it? Like- I don't know. I just thought you'd seen it. Okay. Should I see it? Yeah. Terrible. Well, that, is, that is not good acting. <laughs> terrible animation. Truly terrible. Yeah? And when you are talking about like motion capture with Andy Serkis... And it's terrible. Like, all these animals have, like, very humanized faces. Ugh. It's an issue where Andy Circus playing Blue, the bear looks like Andy Circus. That's not okay. <laughs> okay? That's like a PSA. That's not okay to do. <laughs> she Khan especially looks ridiculous. Did you say she, she Khan? Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know why, but I just thought of Shao Khan. <laughs> From um, Mortal Kombat. Okay. They're not Shao Kahn. Shere Khan. Would this movie have been better with Shao Kahn in it? Well, it couldn't have been worse. Well, that's that's rough. Yeah, Shere Khan especially. It's got, like, really cartoonish face. Yeah. It's very off-putting. This movie just does not know what it wants to do. It's not fun. Okay. You look at the old Jungle Book movie, the original Disney one. You look at the recent Jungle Book remake. Mm-hmm. 
They are fun movies. This is drab. And like there's scenes with violence and it feels like... Is it a kid's film? I don't know. Like it should be. Yeah, it's a jungle book. It has to be, but it's very mature in some scenes. Okay. Like take Baloo, for example. He's meant to be the joyful, funny bear. Okay? Yes. This bear is grumpy as fuck. Like, he has rolled out of bed on the wrong side every single day of his life in this film. (laughs) He's terrible. Also, there's no songs. That's a crime. One of the best parts about the recent Jungle Book thing is the Christopher Walken giant monkey song. That was so great. Not only does this film not have Christopher Walken, (laughs) it doesn't even have a Giganterificus or whatever it's called. It doesn't even have a huge monkey in it. It has a hyena. Like, a terrible character, this hyena. It's in the movie a lot. There's no hyena in the original source. I don't think they should have called this movie Mowgli. They should have disassociated itself from the entire Jungle Book universe, whatever you want to call it, franchise. They should have just made, rename everyone, change the story a little, and they'd be fine. This is not a Jungle Book They're movie. They're not going to do that, though. They need that I know they Jungle need Book it. name. I, I can see why this did not get <laughs> cinematically released. Yeah. It's it's bad. Because I'm quite sure they were filming it for a release, but they bought they got Netflix to buy it off them. Yeah. Yeah. Sign of a bad movie coming. Eh. Who knows what Netflix is doing at the moment. They're doing all right. Yeah, they are. All right. So, that is my review of Mowgli. I do not recommend it. I was, I was actively disappointed watching this film. Fair enough. Okay. We've got a couple of reviews here on Twitter from Netflix and Swill. Mowgli, big oof. Says it all. Hmm. And lastly, from Kevin Brackett, <laughs> Mowgli equals Nogli. Oh, zing. And there is a very, oh. very funny picture up comparing the two balloons. <laughs> One from the Jungle Book uh, recent remake, which looks awesome, and the anti-circus <laughs> version looking drunk off his tits. It is ridiculous. Oh, great. Great job, Kevin. All right, Hendo, what's your number three film? All right, my number three film is Support the Girls. And for anyone who doesn't know what Support the Girls is about, it's about a general manager at a highway side sports bar with curves who has her incurable optimism and faith in her girls, her customers, and herself tested over the course of a long, strange day. So it's basically, it is said over the course of one day with a a couple of scenes at the end uh, for another time. Okay. And this film is fine. Like, I, I give it a three. I, it was... So, you recommend it? Yeah. Its heart was in the right place for this film. I think the the characters in this film, they're charming. Like, it's definitely a nice feel-good story. The, the prob- I think the problem that drops it so down to a three for me is that it's just, in the end, it's a bit forgettable. Yeah. Like, I can't really... Come on, you recommend it. Yeah. What's good? I think the best thing about it is the chemistry between all these characters, these people that work in this bar and how they interact with each other. Regina Hall's really good in it. She she steals the show as the manager who's going through you know a very tough day and having to deal with this, yep. this sports bar and everything that's going on outside of the sports bar as well. But all the secondary characters, like Haley Lou Richardson, I think she's really good in it. And they give enough extra time for all these extra characters to be fleshed out a bit. You get a couple of characteristics from each of them so that when they do interact with each other, you know how they are in relation to each other. Again, I just think in the end, it's it's generally forgettable. I think it's got a lot of heart. I think it was a fun time. And it just ticks over the recommend line. Like, it's a, Gee, it's a one and done. It's a one and done. It does not sound it like, from what you've said. I'm, yeah, I'm, you said that about Like Father, but I like Like Father, and you're not even going to bother with it, just because of the way I worded some of my words. Well, 
I can't help the way you word some things. But I'm glad to know that I have such an impression on you with these words that you will actively not go and see a movie <laughs> if, because of those if words. If you say you've watched this movie I've never heard of that gets a six, not, it gets a 6.2 on IMDb and you say... Eh. To be fair, you saying I've never heard of this movie is not much of a stretch. I've heard of a lot of movies. Yeah, I've heard of a lot of movies. Yeah, bullshit. You hear about all the big I'm, blockbusters I'm nearly, that come out. I'm nearly at 100 films this year. Ooh. That's not bad. That's not bad. That's not bad. It's no. What are you at now? 120? 121. Yeah. Anyway, fine film. Take it or leave it, though. Leave it. Okay, two reviews here from the Feel and Film podcast. It's quite good. Regina Hall is fantastic and Hayley Lou Richardson. And also from the Film Inquiry podcast network, Regina Hall and <laughs> Hayley Lou Richardson are national treasures. I'm sensing a theme here. Yes. <laughs> right, into our top two here, Dean. What is your number two? My number two is a simple favour. Interesting. That is mine too. I warn you, you go poking around in her past, you're going to find something that is terrifying. She was not a normal person like you or me. I've never seen such a beautiful girl want to be so invisible. I smell her, Sean. I smell her perfume like a ghost. Yeah, it's just you being paranoid. I saw my mom. She told me to say hi to Stephanie. Okay. I do not recommend this film, though. I just recommend it. Yeah. It was close. It is close for a recommend for me. It looks really good. It's a really bright film. Obviously, you got some very attractive leads in it in Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively. Mm-hmm. Very nice to look at, obviously. Yes. yes. What, I'm going to say no? It's very serious. Mm. Yes, indeed. Yes. Yes, I concur <laughs> I, I with concur, your review. Yes. <laughs> the story, it's interesting. Like, it keeps you sort of wondering, but a lot of things happen in this film, and you just know it's going to go another way. I was never really, like, on board with what they were trying to get the audience to believe, whereas it's uh, it's been compared a lot to Gone Girl. I can see why. I did actually say that during the film, like, this feels a lot like Gone Girl. This is a bad version of Gone Girl. Yeah, I... Well, Gone Girl is a fantastic film, so anything that is not as good as that is going to be comparable as a lesser Gone Girl. And as always, no spoilers, but the ending of this film is bad. The ending definitely let it down for me. Yeah. Like, I was, ha- I was having a really good time with this film... It's a super like dark comedy. Like there's theme, like there's obviously themes of potential murder and it's a big crime. Yep. But it's very funny at points as well. Like I was having a, a fair laugh at a lot of these things that were happening. The the mystery, yet it yeah. definitely went back and forth a lot. There, oh, there the mystery is the weird. There was a part lot of, of weird twists and turns that they yeah. threw in. It's like oh, you didn't have to do that. No. Like it really lowered it for me. The end, like you said, that last fifteen minutes, it was definitely a massive tone shift to what had happened yeah. throughout the film. If they kept that tone going. I would have enjoyed it more. I just I just liked it enough to say, check yeah. it out. Honestly, though, thank God for Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively. They were fantastic. In They're it. really good. Like, just in general, like, oh, I don't know, not so much Blake Lively. I think she's only been in a couple of things that I would give a recommendation. She was really good in this. I think Anna Kendrick is really good in this film. Yeah. No, they are. They, they really elevate this movie to better than it should have been. They're great. Yeah. Yeah. So, you, you just say no. I just say yes. Yeah. It's right on that line. It is on that line, yes. Okay, we've got a fair few reviews here for A Simple Favour. First one here from patron Eliana Silvermist. I enjoyed it. I felt the ending was a bit convoluted, but I liked the story for what it was. The characters were fun, and Blake and Anna both did a great job. I wish the writing had been a bit stronger, but honestly, it did its job of entertaining me. Three out of five. Fair enough. Next up from Kevin Brackett again. I really enjoyed it. Well said. Yep. Small. Short, to the point. Another one here from the Profess Hers podcast, Delightfully Bitchy. From Cinema Recall, storyline is a bit predictable, but it boasts really strong performances from Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively. 
I wish they had a series together. One here from Mike, Mike and Oscar. To be honest, I want like another 10 movies of Blake Lively's character. God, I loved her. From Colby Pryor, great performances by Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively. Seems to be a common thread here. Yes. The movie twists itself around a bit too much. Fun at times. Don't watch it with your sister, though. <laughs> yeah, fair point. Austin Keller here says, Some great conversations, some good writing, and an interesting plot with weak character and theme development and a style that can be a bit erratic. Overall, it's an okay movie. Hmm. Next up from Smudge. I really enjoyed it. A thriller that didn't take itself too seriously and was great fun. Ben from Film Busters says, Saw this and couldn't work out if it was supposed to be tongue-in-cheek or not. Took itself very seriously at times for a film that was like a bridesmaid version of Gone Girl. Anyway, strangely, I enjoyed its messiness. From Drinks With Larry, I went into the movie totally expecting some type of drama, mystery, and ended up just laughing the whole movie. It was great. From Corey Tatum, I'm not a huge fan of dark comedies, but this one was great. It's equally parts hilarity and thriller. It's so smart. The twists and turns are wild and well-written. Go into the movie as blindfolded as possible. It reminded me a lot of American Beauty and Election. Wow, that's, that's generous, Corey. That's very generous. And finally, from Lex in Love, A Simple Favor was a great dark comedy mystery. The unexpected twists and awesome actresses made it enjoyable to watch. Yeah, thank you very much for your reviews there, everyone. But let's get into our number ones, Dean. Yes, my number one is a house with a clock in its walls or something to that effect. It's not even like a positive way you said that then. <laughs> I don't know with this one. I watched it. I gave it a three, but the more I think about it, the more I want a two and a half it. I don't think I would recommend this to anyone. It's, firstly, it feels like it's for kids, but there is some super scary stuff in it. So I've heard. Really? Yeah. I, I was watching I this. I know that Eli Roth made this and it was like too overly scary for children. I was watching this with Ethan and he'd said he'd already seen it, so I didn't bother like looking into whether it was okay for him to watch. And he had seen it already. Okay. But I was watching, I was like, this is scary. Like, I was surprised he wasn't scared of it, to be honest. Um, I mean, it's very over the top about, you know, witches and warlocks and demons, and it's enjoyable enough. The tone is a bit messy. The acting from Kate Blanchett and Jack Black is extraordinarily over the top. Like, you know how Kate Blanchett is when she's going over the top, and Jack Black is always Jack Black. So, there is some funny moments in it, but... Overall, yeah, I, I wouldn't recommend this. It's... You just said it was a three star. I've changed it. Oh, did you? Yeah. I said initially <laughs> I gave it three, but I've changed my mind. It's two and a half. It's it's a bit messy. Still better than a simple favour? Yeah, it's still better than a simple favour, but it's messy. This would be arguably the worst uh, week of what else I've watched, I think, that I can remember. Well, you crammed all these films in the last couple of days. That doesn't mean that they're... <laughs> That doesn't hurt the films. Are you watching a bunch of... What are you watching? House of the Clock on its Walls, Night School. Well, that's that's what was there for me to watch, so... Yeah, I, I, I don't know what else you, you were expecting. But to be honest, actually, this is probably one of the worst ones I've had as well. Like, this, my number one here is a three and a half, and I had two threes, so nothing over a three and a half is pretty bad. I don't think I've had that before. Yeah. Got a review here, again from Corey Tatum. Wow, was this bad. There is a moment in that first ten minutes that Owen Vaccaro shows the audience that he can't act. I couldn't believe it. Jack Black's acting is some of the worst I've ever seen. Someone with a horrible sense of humour wrote this. Ouch. Yeah, ouch indeed. All right, Hendo. What's your number one? My number one film is Assassination Nation. What's it about? So after a malicious data hack exposes the secrets of the perpetually American town of Salem, chaos descends and four girls must fight to survive while coping with the hack themselves. 
Yikes. It's fine. I actually enjoyed this film. Sounds like a sequel to Live Free or Die Hard. Yeah, but the difference between that and this is I actually enjoyed this film. This is good. This, it's very violent. Like, I didn't expect it to be as violent as it was. It starts off with, uh, like, a school and they're with these hacks that come through. The way people change their opinions of some of these people based off some of their personal life stuff that they see is kind of, it, it got an emotion out of me. Like, films that can do that, you're already winning for me. Even though it's showing it in a very over-the-top kind of way, I can actually see something like this happening in the future. Like, this this isn't too far from the world we're living in. Granted, like I said, this is this goes to the 150,000% extreme, and it goes into, like, super over-the-top, like, almost like Tarantino-style violence throughout this last third of the film. There are some very well-directed shots. There's a there's a long take that goes for, like, five minutes in this film that is fantastic. Like, it is so good. Like, that gets a recommend for by itself. The cinematography is very good in this film. The leads are, are quite good, too. But overall, it's just this this general story that feels too real when it shouldn't. Mixed in with some pretty, I guess, entertaining, gruesome violence. It's a, it's a recommend for me. I really enjoyed it. I definitely think you should see it. Okay, I think I will, based off your review. Just off my review? Well, I don't know anything else about it, so yeah. Cool. Okay. All right, that's going to do it. Thank you very much to our guests, Ghost of the Stratosphere. Yeah, thanks, guys. We had a lot of fun. And that's going to do it for this week. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. We'll see you next week for... It's a wonderful life. Yes, we will. Bye.